Don't look now. So welcome to Don't Look Now, the podcast of randomness with your host, uh, Jenny McDonald, and uh, yours truly, Will Hageman. Um, we've got another topic of slight spookiness that we're trying to get in here before we completely have blown the spooky season. So, you know. That's right. Can't, can't really go spooky into Christmas season, but, you know. you know. I don't know. Maybe I could. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles Dickens, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Different spooky. Different kind of spooky. But uh, so, what do we got, Jenny? I've been warned that it is is Halloweeny-ish. So it's it's kind of more weird. weird I'm going to tell you the history of a hotel. History of a hotel. Okay. Well, I got I got guesses now. But, you know, <laughs> you're going to guess it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Eagles made a song about it. Ah, so it happened to be in California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the question is, which one? Um, so we are going to talk about the Cecil Hotel. Ah, okay. Nice. So this is. John Belushi and stuff, right? Isn't he? Is that the Cecil? Uh-uh. No, okay. Somewhere no. else. Nice talker. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I don't I, I don't know this as well as that. Oh. Oh. Well. All right. Okay. So um, this, hap- this story starts in 1924. Uh, hotelier, hotelier? Hotillery? <laughs> hotelier sounds good to me, so... Homeboy, uh, William Banks Hainer, commissions the construction of the Cecil Hotel. So in his big dream, it's a 600-room building with stained glass windows, alabaster statues, and a gleaming marble lobby. Okay. It's totally decked out in this, like, 1920s luxe design of um, new, new Art Nouveau. nouveau. Okay. Um, and he thinks that this really cool, luxurious design is going to attract tourists and businessmen. And in 1927... The Cecil opens its doors, and it soon becomes the downtown hotspot in L.A. So, the 1920s, as you well know, were super amazing. Nice. Everything was, like, banging and going great. So, we open in 1927, and then October 1929... (laughs) Bad things happen. Bad things happen. The U.S. stock market crashes, and it's the start of the Great Depression. Um, Cities across the country are totally impacted by this economic collapse, especially Los Angeles. And the Cecil holds on to its glamorous appeal throughout the 1940s, though. Yeah. So they maintain their luxurious standards. However, <laughs> the neighborhood around yeah. starts to delve into poverty. Mm-hmm. And Main Street, where the hotel stands, became known as Skid Row. Okay. So you have this luxury hotel in the middle of Skid, Skid Row. Row. Nice. Yeah. And that's when things started to go downhill okay so during the great depression a lot of people committed suicide right Mm -hmm. and unfortunately a lot of people committed suicide at the cecil hotel okay um the first of many suicides occurred in november of 1931 when 46 year old wk norton checks in as james willies after getting to his room he took a large amount of poisonous pills and ends his life okay which is just sad roughly a year later 25 year old benjamin dodick checks into the hotel with a concealed gun when a maid goes to clean his room on the 27th of September, 1932, he was found dead with a self-inflicted gun wound to the head. In 1934, um, 53-year-old former Army medical surgeon Louis Borden was also discovered dead in his room. He'd slit his throat with an open razor. Ew. Yeah. 
he had left behind a series of suicide notes, which detailed the reason that he was doing this was because he was in very poor health. Okay. So this story, as you can tell, is not a super happy yeah, one. It yeah. just keeps getting worse, by the way. Um, in 1937, Grace E. Magro was the first person to fall to her death huh. from one of the high floors. Okay. As she plummets past her ninth floor window, her body became entangled in the telephone wires. Eww. And they weren't really sure if her death was intentional, uh-huh. accidental, or, or someone yes, push. pushed. Okay. Yeah. In 1938, 38-year-old Marine fireman Roy Thompson threw himself off the top floor of the Cecil. In the same year, uh, 39-year-old Navy officer Erwin Neblett checks into the Cecil. And similar to the guy that poisoned himself, he poisons himself. Okay. This, obviously, is just amazingly, like... Yeah. I don't think people realize how many deaths there are in hotels anyway, especially one this old. Yeah, but that's uh, it seems to be racking up quite a few. This is still thir- 1930s. Yeah, yeah. But that's still part of the Depression era, so... Yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of... I guess the thing that's surprising me so far is there's a whole bunch of military people in the in the Cecil Hotel. like Right. 1940, 45-year-old teacher Dorothy Skyger consumed poison, um, and her condition... So she consumed the poison, mm-hmm. and the Los Angeles Times says that she's near death, but never reported if she died. Or okay. So, huh. like, at that point, they must have been trying to run a yeah. reverse publicity. Like, yeah. no, 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 she just, she almost died. Yeah. She, it wasn't quite. <laughs> um, and then after that, it was seven years before there was another suicide. So there must have been some sort of mental break. Um, World War II was ending, so yeah. that might have helped some. Okay. People got busy. In 1947, 35-year-old Robert Smith jumps out of a window from the seventh floor. And then 1954, 55-year-old Helen Gurney also jumped off the seventh floor. Huh. In 1962, 50-year-old Julia Moore jumped out of an eighth-floor window. And that same year, someone jumped from the ninth-floor window. And this person was 27-year-old Pauline Otten. And when she jumped... She actually landed on a pedestrian and killed oh, him as well. He was a 65-year-old gentleman named George Gianni. Ugh. Right? That's, That's bad. Yeah. All right. Here we go. 1975. An unidentified woman jumps from the 12th floor of the building. She had registered as Alan, Allison Lowell when she checked in the hotel. However, when the police tried to identify her, could never figure out who huh. she really was. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So then the most recent suicide occurred in 2015 where a 28-year-old and unidentified man was found dead in front of the building. Some people thought he might have fallen, but no official cause was ever determined. Huh. Okay. So those are the suicides. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Let's get into the even grosser stuff. (laughs) So this uh, hotel possesses a dark history of violence, murder, and grisly deaths. Yes. Now... Some of it's coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Starting to make sense what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, One of the most disturbing stories is in September of 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Purcell had a child in her room, threw it out the window. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, According to her, she didn't know she was pregnant when she went into labor. And after giving birth, she believed the baby was stillborn, so she just threw it out of the window. The body landed on the roof of the building next door. And she was charged with murder and tried for the crime. However, in January of 1945, she was found not guilty for reasons of insanity. Okay. Which, you know, 
I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then in 1964, a hotel staff member found Pigeon Goldie Osgood dead in her room. Pigeon Goldie. Pigeon Goldie. Osgood was a retired telephone operator and was known throughout the area as someone who liked to feed pigeons. When investigators examined the scene and her body, they concluded she was raped, stabbed, and beaten to death. Oh, Jesus. A few hours later, authorities arrested 29-year-old Jacques Ellinger. Ellinger was spotted walking through Pershing Square, where she often fed the birds and bloodstained clothes. He was arrested, but cleared of the charges. Huh. And to this day, the murder is unsolved. Yeah. The most notorious murder connected to the Cecil is the Black Dahlia slain. There you go. It's believed Elizabeth Short, the aspiring actress who was brutally slain in January of 1947, had a drink at the hotel bar a few days before the murder. Now for my dark side of the story, because you know I enjoy it when it gets really dark. Um, The Hotel Cecil also served as a home base for a pair of notorious serial killers in the mid-80s. Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker, who broke into homes of unsuspecting women to buy and rape and brutally murder them, stayed at the hotel, and sometimes tossed his bloodstained clothing in the hotel dumpster. Oh, God. Yeah. And no one noticed this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In 1991, and, oh, my God, I just recently listened to a really good podcast about this. Um, Austrian, not Australian, Austrian serial killer journalist Johann Jack Unterweger Hmm. lived at the Cecil while he was assigned to write an article about prostitution in America. Oh, yes, I'm sure he did not take advantage of that. Well, here's the thing. He was convicted of murder in his home country of Austria in 1974. He was in prison for 15 years. He had murdered someone, right? Uh-huh. Um, and he was released because Austrians really believed in reformation yeah. and thought that he was totally reformed, he was done with raping and torturing women mm-hmm. and murdering them. So he goes to Los Angeles to write about prostitution, rode in cars with police officers, yeah. and then out of nowhere, yeah. someone starts murdering prostitutes. <laughs> and so he started writing about the person murdering the prostitutes. And the police noticed that a lot of his articles would say things that yeah. only the murderer would yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So he murdered three sex workers while on this assignment and was arrested in 1992, convicted of murder, and in June of 94 was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. There's, like, videos of him interviewing across the United States huh. in these weird... It's weird. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. He's a strange person. Um, the night of his sentencing, he hanged himself in his cell. Mm. One of the strangest occurrences that happened at the Hotel Cecil, I've also heard great podcasts on and seen video of, is um, the involvement of Elisa Lamb. Okay. So she's a 21-year-old Canadian college student, checks into the hotel. All right. Yeah, this is is the one that I think where the name rang a bell for me. Yeah. Yeah. So she checks into this hotel on January 28th, 2013. She was scheduled to leave the hotel and travel to Santa Cruz on the 31st. When her parents didn't hear from her, they called the police. It's been two weeks. <laughs> this is horrible. No one's heard anything, but the guests at the hotel start to complain about water pressure. Oh, God. Yeah. On the morning of February 19th, the staffers went to check the hotel's four rooftop water tanks. Inside, they found Lamb's naked body floating within one of the tanks. 
Um, also, I'd like to point out that what the articles here didn't yeah. say because this was specifically about the hotel was yeah. that the water tasted funny yes exactly and was yes, black or something just, yeah like, exactly yeah. people were getting black funny tasting and smelling water and right like, oh, and they God. just kept saying to go ahead and drink it yeah. oh God. yeah um this case was super weird because they started trying to track her last final hours yeah supposedly the hotel rooftop is off limit to the guests and the public the doors are supposed to be locked and only the staff has the keys and the passcodes and any attempt to open the door should have triggered an alarm. Um, not only that, the water top or the rooftop water tanks are really hard to get to. And if she was alone, how did she seal it back up? Mm-hmm. Especially from within. Oddly, if you ever notice, if you've ever looked this up online, Google it. It's super interesting. There's an elevator surveillance I was say video. The video of yes. the elevator where yeah, you yeah. She's acting so weird. She's uh-huh. like it looks like she's playing a game. Yeah. She's like hiding, like you would play hide and seek, and yeah. like, oh, are they coming? I'm gonna wait. And yeah. then she just starts mashing yeah, all the she's, buttons. She's looking weird, but she's not looking terrified. She's no. yeah, it's very strange. It's yeah. very playful. It looks like she's having fun. Um, and the investigators tried to release a clip to mm-hmm. aid in their investigation, and it went viral yeah. because it's so weird. Uh-huh. But they never got any more information of it. Yeah. So the coroner's office rules her death an accidental drowning. And saying that uh, her bipolar disorder was the contributing cause to death. Mm-hmm. And that she did all this herself. But, obviously, a super amount of conspiracy theories on the internet. Some people blame her mental state. Some people say it's foul play. Some think there's something for both. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's all the ghosts of the Cecil. Yeah. I don't know. But it's Either weird. way, it's freakishly disturbing. Oh, it's super disturbing. This video is the most... Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's it's one that's weird, even if you don't know anything about it. Right. If you know the background, it's super weird and creepy. If right. you're watching it, you're like, that. there's something weird about, you know, like, not just something kind of vaguely, yeah, makes you uneasy. It does it. make you uneasy, and she looks very childish while she's doing it, mm-hmm. which is very odd, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, with all of this, it's it's not really a big surprise, but people think that this hotel's super haunted. Um, no way. Right? <laughs> I can't what? imagine where such rumors could come from. Uh, so people that check into the hotel report odd sightings and dark figures in their room. And there's a handful of experiences where people say that they can feel people tugging at their bed sheets, mm-hmm. which I've decided is just your circadian rhythms interrupting your sleep cycle, but whatever. Um, the most famous recording of the paranormal activity was a photograph taken by Kostin Alderette, who is a local resident. He took a photo. Um, he took a photo that looks like a specter hanging outside the floor of the fourth floor window. Okay. This one, of course, goes viral, and everyone's like, oh, it's from all the suicides. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it's There's no way to confirm or deny that, so I'm going to go with it. In 2007, new owners took over the hotel, and they started to do some renovations to bring in some new life. Mm-hmm. There was some gentrification happening, and they were really excited. And in 2011, they renamed the hotel the Stay on Main. Stay on Main. That is, that that rings high quality. It does. What's beautiful though is that they left up the thing that says Hotel Cecil. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so what was once a home for illicit activity because it did be, kind of become like a refuge for prostitutes, drugs addicts, and mm-hmm. sex workers. I guess I should say, but sex workers, addicts, drug deals, yeah. you name it. Yeah. People having illicit affairs, things like that. Yeah, clearly. Clearly Ramirez isn't hanging out at the Ritz, so, you know. Which is sad because the intentions of this place were so lovely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody is still, 
you still want to go see. I, I yeah. would love to stay there. Yeah. So I think it's amazing. Um, so let's go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of things. Uh, have you seen the show American Horror Story? I have not. Okay. I keep hearing references to it, but I have not seen any of it. So. so there's a whole season based on this hotel. Okay. That they pull in a lot of history. He does a really beautiful job of weaving truth and fiction together. Okay. Um, American Horror Story, if you haven't seen it and you're not a big fan of horrors, I would steer clear from because it gets in your head and gets you really interested. Yeah. Uh, there's certain seasons that I don't enjoy as many as much as others just because they take sometimes they take a little while to get to the point. Okay. This particular season is phenomenal. And I think you could watch just it. Okay. It pulls all my favorite things together. Murder Mayhem, nice. Art Deco, serial killers, <laughs> yeah, supernatural, vampires. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the fifth season American Story Hotel is based on this. The hotel took $1 million in the 1920s to be built. It had a marble lobby, stained glass windows, palm trees, and a massive staircase. It's beautiful. Cool. And currently in this moment, there is a $100 million renovation happening and they are going to be turning the hotel into a $1,500 a month micro apartment complex. Okay. That's that's one thing I was wondering about with because I get the feeling that they're long term tenants at the Cecil. Like, yes, because because of everything with the water and yeah. everything else. So I wasn't sure how much of it was you know a standard hotel and how much was kind of a, a residence sort of place. I, you know. I think for a while it was almost like a hostel. Yeah, like the affordability of it was such that one could do that. Yeah. Okay, or they had enough long term stay options that mm-hmm. one could afford to stay there for yeah. a month. Uh huh. Makes sense. And I mean, if I think about like, I stayed in youth hostels when I was in Germany, I could see some shady shit going down yeah, in those yeah. places. Uh-huh. Just like people either stay there for months on end, or you've got new people in every night. Just anything could happen. Mm-hmm. A bunch of strangers staying in the same rooms. Yeah. I stayed with a lovely Canadian couple who introduced me to the term fuking and <laughs> still love them for it. <laughs> Nice. Two o'clock in the morning, yeah. and there were some drunk Germans singing outside of our window, and yeah. dude hops out of bed, and he goes, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. That, I don't know why. I don't even know the show, but I somehow was introduced to a, a brief video that was uh, it's from some Canadian show that I'm sure is famous in Canada. And I Letter know, Kenny? But yes, it was. <laughs> there you go. You got it. But it you was, didn't it, even have to say anything about yeah, the show. Just had to be famous Canadian show. So yeah. yeah, but it was basically the the you know I assume the main cast hanging out, screaming at a bunch of you know French speakers that are you know on the other side of the frozen pond. Yeah, and uh, you know basically the the French group looks exactly like the English speaking group with slightly different colors to their winter clothes. Right, and they're both yelling at each other. You know, like I can't tell what the fuck you're saying, but you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know, and the and the French are all basically saying the same thing in, in French, and right. it's, it's hilarious until, you know, one of the people says something about Celine, you know, you're a bunch of Celine Dion, like, you know, and the French are basically saying, you know, like, I hear you say the name Celine Dion in an upset manner. I am now bothered, you know, like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome, but. Yeah. I haven't seen Letterkenny. I've had it recommended to me yeah. a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, no, I have, I clearly haven't seen it, but that, the clip cracked me up because it was, it was just <laughs> two groups of the exact same Canadian rednecks, but one French speak, you know, <laughs> one Anglo speaking and uh, both of them, you know, yeah. Yeah, all of them ridiculous. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was That's awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I, 
I would like to watch that show. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I just don't. How many subscrib- sub- like streaming services do you subscribe to? Um, right now, three maybe. I mean, I've got basically and- Netflix. Um, we, we've got Amazon Prime, so we've got the whole you know Amazon right. Prime stuff. And then uh, Hulu. Yeah, so I'm um, really offended that I have to pay for this many streaming yeah, services. Yeah, and I'm, I will be adding Disney Plus sure, of course you will. Sh- shortly. You know, that, that there's you too will. much stuff on there that I'd enjoy watching. So, what you're not, you don't have HBO Go? Don't no. I think there's a package you can get with everything. Probably. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No. Just I've got enough with what I do have that I'm, I've been fine. You know. I have the two. I have Amazon because of Prime, and mm-hmm. then I have um, Netflix. And I'm always like, I'll just cancel my Netflix and try something else, but. I'm really offended by everything having its own subscription service. Yes. Plus, then I have to pay for the internet on top of that. Mm-hmm. So now it's more expensive than the TV, which was the whole yeah. reason why yeah. I got rid of the television. Yep. Yep. I mean, everything rolls back around to that eventually. But. Well, and it does because I'm not home enough to enjoy any of these things. Yeah. I leave my house at 6 o'clock in the morning and come home at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. I don't have time to sit and play on the internet. Why the hell is it 100 and some dollars a month? Yeah, and I, you know... Interesting thing is, I you know after not having it forever, I actually re-enrolled in the actual send me a DVD in the mail version of Netflix because what? there are actual there are a lot of movies that are just not available on streaming. Like right. you can't find it on any streaming service unless you want to watch it in installments off of like you know crappy resolution YouTube. You you basically got to go through and you know get the DVD or something. Right. So there are a bunch of at least enough old 80s shows and stuff that I, like, want to see that are not just generally available for stream out there that, you know, is like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to get the damn DVD in the mail, so. And is that working well? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. I get the things I want, but they're far enough in between that I'm paying a stupid to, amount to for sit it. around and have a DVD sitting in my house forever because I haven't bothered sending send it back or something. But Yeah. But, you know, but in the meantime, if I want to be able to watch a movie, at least I can, so. You know, one of the many things like I need to get need to get mannequin because I haven't seen mannequin oh in forever. And I we, have five copies we had of that, it. <laughs> we had that discussion, and then like I realized it's not available on any kind of platform. Mm-hmm. So, yep, mannequin's one of my all time favorites. Um, I also really enjoy Mannequin Two on the Move, even though mm-hmm. it has very little to do with the original yeah. story. I wish that they would remake it, um, only not use an Andrew McCarthy-like character. Yeah. Although the context would be so lost these days. No yeah. one really... Mannequins now are all faceless. Yeah. And like a display window. Yeah. Part of what I love about that is when you watch it, you're like, God, this is such an 80s film. Yeah. Even just the mall aspect of it. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I love... Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Kim Cattrall and her whole like... There's the dance scene in the middle of it where they like... Do yeah, the montage it, it, it of the different is, yeah, outfits. Yeah, it has been so long since I haven't seen that since the 80s. So, yeah. Oh, well, I could literally tell you word for word. I watch nice. it about once a month. <laughs> um, I have five copies of it, but only nice. one is decent anymore because okay. okay. I've worn them all out. Nice. Yeah. That and Goonies. Yeah, Goonies is definitely classic. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. Hotel. Yep. Creepy, gross stuff. All right. Yes. Freaky Hotel. And I just had to look it up because I, you know, got my, my John Belushi thing. It was Chateau Mormont was where he was. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. For some reason I just heard the name. I'm like, I know that name. And it's in L.A. It's got to be, yeah, no. It was. I don't even know if actually the Eagle song is about the hotel, yeah. Cal- yeah, but, the Cecil, but Yeah, but for me, yeah, the, where I realized I knew the name was, was from the water tanks. So, yes. Because yeah. that is the, one of the most horrifying, like, that is something that should be an urban legend and not true. And I is, know. you know, like that. Screams urban legend, and it's totally, totally real. So, 
Yeah, it's pretty gross, actually, is what it is. Yeah, it was just, oh, God. Yeah. Yep. It, it's totally baffling, too. That's the other weird thing about it. Mm-hmm. I just think, oh, yep, nope, not yep. going there, stopping. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, creepy, gross stuff. But yep. All I, right. I do what I do for you guys okay. because I love you all. <laughs> all right. Well, as always, uh, thank you all for, for listening. Uh, you know, rate, subscribe, review, listen to Hall of State Audio, who do our wonderful input, intro and outro music, and uh, we will catch you all later. Bye. Bye-bye.